Impossible. Inconceivable. There was no mention of rats in her field guide. Only birds and squirrels and banished sheep. She resolved to write the publishers immediately, and her criticism would be severe. Urban rats are nocturnal creatures, said Coco, the faux camper, as if reciting from a field guide of her own. They rarely venture out in daylight. Well, this was not the typical vocabulary of a child her age. The little poser might be the only gifted one on the lot. So what about that rat? Mrs. Lanyard pointed to the rodent slithering across the meadow. I suppose he's retarded? He's a Norway rat, said Coco. They're also called brown rats, and they're brilliant. They won the rat wars a hundred years ago, when they ate all the black rats. This bit of trivia was punctuated by oohs from the other children. Encouraged, the little girl went on. They used to be boat rats. Now they live mostly on the ground, but some of them live in the sky, and sometimes it rains rats. In perfect unison, the day campers looked skyward, but no rodents were coming from that quarter. However, another rat was running toward them. Twenty-three pairs of eyes rounded with surprise, and one little boy wet his pants. Finally. It never failed. Oh, and there. Another rat. And another one. Vile creatures. In a wide swath across the far side of the meadow, sun worshippers abandoned their towels to lope away, and screams could be heard at that distance where people and their vocals were only ant size. Dogs barked, and parents on the run madly piloted baby strollers in all directions. Mrs. Lanyard motioned for the children to gather around her. The little red-headed rat maven stepped out from behind the others and came forward, her thin arms outreaching, silently begging for hugs and comfort. Oh, Lord, that child was filthy. The girl's formerly white T-shirt was a mess of dirt smudges, grass-colored smears and food stains, some red as blood. And, of course, as was the case with the unwashed the dreaded head lice infestation was to be expected. Stop, Mrs. Lanyard stepped back and put up both hands to ward off the advance of this urchin. The child's large blue eyes had a wounded look, her arms slowly lowered to her sides. Coco turned to the other children, who took their cue from the old woman and also shrank away from her. The little girl's smile collapsed, and her hands folded over her stomach, as if this shunning had come with the pain of a punch. A boy screamed, Look! Look! He jabbed the air with his pointing finger. More rats! Oh, dear God, there were dozens of them. Mrs. Lanyard raised her cane, prepared to defend the little ones against this moving brown carpet of quivering, twitchy fur that was headed their way. However, the children, all wonderfully equipped to survive, promptly abandoned the old lady and ran off. The odd child followed after them, her hands fluttering like small white wings in a panic. It was an inconvenient moment to suffer a massive stroke, but fortunately, mercifully, it would prove fatal for Mrs. Lanyard. The rats 
We're so close. She sank to her knees. The wind took her straw hat to sail it far and wide. Now her pink scalp could be seen through thinning white strands of hair. The rats were squealing, onrushing, almost here. Her eyes rolled back, and there was no more fear, though vermin were all around her, dividing into columns to skirt the obstacle of her kneeling body, only wanting to get past her. Stone dead, she pitched forward to lay her head upon the grass, cutting her face on a jagged shard of glass from a broken bottle. There was just a trickle of blood from this wound, for her heart had ceased to beat and pump it. Twitchy soldiers of the rat army, those closest to her, paused to look, to sniff, to taste.